afternoon. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5, The Drive with Say and Piper. No Derek Piper this week, celebrating the birth of his baby girl, Nellie. So, congrats again to the Pipers. Kyle Tosk is in with me. Uh, we're going to uh, have a chance, hopefully, later this week to visit with Luke Goody. He was able, uh, or he had practice today that... Uh, he had to go to instead of joining us, so hopefully we'll be able to take Come care on, of that. Brad. I know. They just went to overtime last night. How about a day off? Exactly. I mean, what's more beneficial for Luke Good? Unless you're just going to plant everybody in the corner to shoot <laughs> 500 wide-open threes, <laughs> then I'm more okay with it. Then I'm okay with that? Okay, yeah. Brad doesn't even need to be there. Just put the managers out there and just shoot threes and uh, see what happens. Maybe shoot a free throw or two. Yeah, that'd that'd help. Wouldn't be bad either. Um, Yeah, so we'll uh, hopefully catch up with Luke Goody a little bit later this week and and talk to him about what it's like to have a week off now in the middle of this and how what does that do for the team? What does that do for him? And is it at all – is there any negative to it? On all of a sudden you're going full bore and – it's like, hey, by the way, we don't play a game now until next Saturday. So we'll we'll talk to uh, him about that and go from there. I'm excited to play a Saturday game again. I, yeah. The Sunday games, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I got to go to work tomorrow. And Yeah, yeah, I see that. I've I, never been. What's, what's your most, like, if you take Monday out of this, because Monday is always the most hated day of the week, I think. What's like, what's your, uh, what's the next day that you don't like? Like for me, it's always been Sunday because like when you're a kid, it's like, oh man, I got to go to school tomorrow. And then as an adult, it's like, uh, unless you work weekends, obviously, which I did for numerous years, 10 years, but you know, I love the NFL. I love all that stuff. It's cool that it's the fourth round of the golfing event. By the way, I think that was to be played today. I need to check and see how Thomas Dietrich is doing on that Pebble Beach. Um, but, yeah, it's always Sunday for me where I'm just like, eh, I can't get too fired up on a Sunday, which is weird because it's like the best time for sports. Like Daytona's coming up this month. Yeah, I don't know. I got to figure that out. All right, Illinois gets it done. And we've had a lot of people texting in on the U of I line, like text line about just different things regarding this Illini game. But – Kyle, the big news is you won the game, right? And that, yes. that's the biggest part. And you're staring down now three out of the next five on the road. You go to Michigan State, then you're home uh, against Michigan, and then you go to Maryland and Penn State. Those two kind of worry me a little bit. I don't yeah. know when Clary's supposed to be back. Probably that game will be his, uh, his <laughs> game sure to be back so he can torch us for 28. Or he'll come back, be super rusty, and then he'll have 30 <laughs> on Illinois. <laughs> That's what will happen. Oh, Muhammad listener said the fourth round is has been canceled. So they are not playing the fourth round at all at the Pebble Beach. So I can't remember who was uh, on top. Uh, you'll have to. I think it was Wyndham Clark who won. That, that sounds right. That sounds right. So Dietrich I guess, tied for fourth at 14 under. So my my fan duel wager on Thomas Dietrich then is not going to hit is what you're telling me. Because of rain and thunderstorms uh, in Pebble Beach. So, yeah, I mean, they have, to, they have to do that because obviously there's another tournament now they have to head to. So, it kind of stinks, though, not to be able to get that four, fourth round. And I don't, I don't think that I would be too upset um, winning a tournament when it was only three rounds. Like, I wouldn't feel too bad if I'm Wyndham Clark, you know. I'd be like, hey, sorry, guys, I didn't make the rules, man. So, we'll, we'll see. 217, top 10 girls basketball matchup tonight. Tuscola, Warriors, Lady Warriors are 24-2. and two. 
They faced St. Anthony, who was 22-6 and six for senior night. Nice. So that'll be a uh, – I know St. Anthony, they've got good boys and girls basketball teams, as does Tuscola. So that should be interesting there in the Warriors' gym. All right, this Illini team – Hoping to just keep climbing the standings. Obviously, Purdue beating Wisconsin pushed Wisconsin down in a tie with Illinois. The Illini and Badgers both a game and a half behind Purdue. You had mentioned, Kyle, last week, and I think it was it was a smart uh, mention on your part, that you would have rather Wisconsin won this game yep. because you feel like it's going to be tougher for Purdue to lose two more games. Which essentially – or I'm sorry. Uh, well – I guess, like Coleman said, we still control our destiny. That's right. Because they could still beat Purdue. I'm baking in the fact that I do not expect Illinois to run the table no. other than the – well, really, and they'd have to beat Purdue. So, I'm not expecting Illinois to run the table. So, I Purdue's going to You need another loss. Okay. Purdue's going to need to lose again other than Illinois beating them. And I just don't know if that's going to happen yeah, looking at this sense. Purdue schedule. They got Indiana at home, who they beat by – 25 in Bloomington. Yeah, that's not that Minnesota at home, at Ohio State, mm. Rutgers at home, mm. at Michigan, Michigan State at home, at Illinois, and then Wisconsin at home. I truly think Purdue will either win out or if Illinois can get them here in Champaign, that'll that's be their the only, only loss. other loss. Uh, anything can happen, but I just don't see yeah. it. I just don't see it with this Purdue team. They're just playing too well. Whereas Illinois still has to go to Michigan State. Yep. To Maryland. To Penn State is to kind Penn of a State, tough which one. Could be, and to Iowa. To Iowa and to Wisconsin. Oh, and to Wisconsin, yeah. So you've kind of benefited a little bit with the uh, a little bit of an easier schedule thus far. So, yeah. So who? what are your home games left? If you take care of the home games, Illinois. So you've what? got Michigan at home, which you better take care of it. And don't give me an overtime. You squeak that one out. Let's beat that <laughs> team by about 25 and get <laughs> – AJ Red and Moretti in there, and with two minutes left. Amen. You have Iowa at home, okay, Minnesota, and then Purdue. So four home games the rest of the year, and five away. So if you take care of the home games, you're twenty. You're at twenty-one wins, and then if you win at Maryland, at Penn State. And at Iowa, I think you should be able yeah. to get. So you. You're talking maybe 23, 24 wins. So, all right. Illinois still, what, a three or a four in bracket? I think they moved up to a three well, on Lenardi's. Give me the two or the three, please. Give me the two or three. So I'm honestly kind of surprised that they're so high. Like, this resume for Illinois. I know. It isn't very good. Well, I, just I guess think the I, teams that, even the teams that we lost to, like Marquette, they just keep, they keep winning. Yeah, I guess it's Tennessee. more so that they just don't have a huge blemish on it, although they do have a quad three home loss to Maryland. So Yeah, that was – I don't game. know. Well, it'll be interesting. Let's see. Lenardi, they were a four on Friday when we looked at it. I know. I think now – Did they jump? It would be – listen, I know this is all window dressing because it doesn't really matter until the last poll is <laughs> – till the you know, till it's announced in March, but – Now there's still a four. Okay. See, I don't, I don't want to be a four. I've always said I'd rather be a five. 
Oh no, 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 the five would play the one too, right? Yeah, you. I'd rather wanna, be a six. You definitely want to be a three or even a six. Three honestly. or a six. Give me a six. I'm fine with a six seed because then you avoid the top seed. So I, that's. I mean, I know you'd play then a tough two. I, I get that in a three, but yeah, just just avoid uh, avoid the one as long as you can because even though I don't know that there's. The power is there necessarily with these. Teams. I stand corrected. Actually, I was looking at Fridays. Illinois is a three they now in Lenardi's okay. latest. They're the third three seed. Let's talk real quick before we hear player audio. Uh, Purdue gets it done against Wisconsin at home. Zach Eady didn't do a. I was in Madison. Or, I'm sorry, at Madison. My fault. Zach didn't do a ton. Lance Jones went nuts. He had a huge. He's game been so them. good for them, man. He really I has. I mean, did you expect that he was going to be a high no. level Big Ten starter? I didn't think that. Like you could you could see Damask making a big impact. I could see that. With Jones, I thought maybe that they wouldn't want him to come in and do what he's done. Right. Does that make sense? Now that yeah. doesn't make any sense if you're sitting there going, wait, they don't want him to score twenty or they don't want him to score twenty two or whatever whatever. It's not it was. really the role they recruited right. him for. I was thinking that look, we've got plenty of we got plenty of weapons. Don't come in and rock the boat. Do your part, play some defense. But Lance Jones has become an integral part of that team and and has been really good. Now, again, like I said last week, I can't wait to see Purdue and these guys. Now, Lance Jones will be gone, so he's taking advantage of it. But when you have guys just suffocating Zach Eady, you're going to get a lot of looks. But Lance had some tough looks in that game. I think he had Klesmet guarding him a lot of the time. And Klesmet, by the way, of course, hit some threes. I just thought of you. I mean, that guy just seems like he never misses. Uh, on the national level, how about Kansas just jumping all over Houston? And Kelvin Sampson not happy in that game. But no. Kansas looked really good. That was only the second time in Bill Self's tenure that Kansas was an underdog at home. And they They've go- won both in blowouts. Have they, have they yeah. really? Who was the other? I think it was against that 2021 Baylor team that won oh, it all. Oh, yeah, good goal. And they beat them by a fair bit. Wow. What were the other games – Tennessee beat Kentucky. They mm-hmm. took care of took them down by like ten or twelve, I think. And then there was one North other North Carolina beat Duke yeah. pretty handily at home. Pretty handily. So all those games turned out to be not as exciting uh, when it came to finishes as you'd hoped. But uh, six of the top ten teams playing each other this weekend. So that was a fun thing. Big Ten wise, uh, Minnesota beats Northwestern yes. in Minneapolis. That's I think a, that one went to overtime. That's a good win for many. Good win for the Gophers. Michigan State took care of Maryland at home. Yep. Everybody kind of did what they needed to yep. do at home, it seemed like. <laughs> Except, Except for, for Michigan led at half, and <laughs> oh, they scored 19 points. Well, that's true, actually. <laughs> Indiana did not. Michigan, they, I don't expect anything. Yeah, of. Indiana, their season's done. Yeah, uh, you yeah. can't lose to Penn State without Cleary at home. And then Michigan leads at half again. Mm. I think they've led at half in nine of their 11 Big Ten games, and they're two and nine. Juwan, Rutgers Juwan comes gets back. gets coached at half, huh? Rutgers comes back and beats them That's by, crazy. like, ten. I, I just – I don't know what in the world. Because that Michigan roster, it is not seven and 15 bad. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's some talent And they've just given team. up, so. That's too bad. All right. No, it's not. All right. Illinois gets it done yesterday, 87 87- 84 over Nebraska. Tomanaga threw one up at the buzzer. It hit the backboard but didn't drop, and the Illini walk away. An overtime winner had a chance. We didn't, but the media caught up with some of the players after this. You're going to hear from Ty Rogers, Marcus Damask, Coleman Hawkins. Here's what they had to say after the big win over Nebraska. 
I guess time we had five rebounds in the first five minutes. Is there anything in particular about the beginning of games that allows you to be able to have kind of the impact you do in those moments? Um, no, I think it's just um, just what the game gives to us. Um, just steadily crashing the glass and um, just playing hard. Coleman, just what happened in that 11-0 run Nebraska did to, to kind of force that game into overtime? What did you see there? I think we just got like a little, little out of whack offensively, just like not much movement. Um, and we had to shoot some tough shots. Um, I didn't go in, and then defensively, they hit some tough shots. Um, coming down the court, you know, Tamanaga's a great player, great shooter. Um, you know, they, they hit some good, uh, some tough shots, got to the rim, got fouled a little bit, and, uh, you know, they, they kept competing. They didn't hang their head, so uh, they stayed in the game. And I guess, Marcus, what was maybe the message going into overtime? And maybe what do you feel like you guys did well enough to, you know, come out with the win? Uh, I feel like the message just kind of, you know, stay true to ourselves. Uh, you know, our kind of our identity has kind of been on the glass. So we just wanted to really attack the glass. And, you know, it was key that we just didn't want to give them second chance points. I guess it's another one of these close late games that you're starting to see more of in the big time. What are you guys learning about yourselves down the stretch in, in critical moments of these games? Um, I think it just goes to show um, the maturity of this team, like I always say, and, um, and how connected we are. Uh, we just stay together through any adversity, whether it's going good or whether it's going bad. And um, I think that just shows a lot about who we are as a team. Yes, Coleman, just because I know you watch a lot of NBA basketball, like Fred Hoiberg talked about the offense you guys are running is just like straight NBA stuff. Um, why, why are you guys able to have success with that? And do you see kind of a similar structure there? Uh, I think just because the spacing we have, you know, we have uh, we space out shooters and then we kind of pick up on a matchup that we like. Um, and uh, if you watch a lot of NBA games or just guys standing in the corner, that's what they get paid to do, uh, shoot open shots. And it's a lot of drive and kicks. And yeah, just picking on matchups. So I think uh, a lot of it, uh, you know, and a lot in the NBA, you got one, two or three guys who get paid a lot of money to shoot a lot of shots. And then the other guys know their role and uh, hit open shots and, and then play defense. So I think uh, I think it's just like the spacing that we have. And, and, and you know, we got guys like Marcus and TJ who can get downhill uh, and, and, and just picking up on those picking on those matchups. Ty, what's the key to offensive rebounding the way you do? Uh, I think just going, honestly, um, I mean, if you go, it's a chance you're going to get it. Um, you know, just being aggressive, not accepting blockouts. Um, and I think it's just an effort thing, honestly. Marcus, you know, Coleman said maybe just we're a little out of whack at the end of regulation offensively. How do you play through that? I mean, I guess or what have you maybe learned just you know, about the ways to kind of adjust when things aren't going your way? I think it, when you kind of feel out of whack, it's just important to just try to put together one good possession. You know, I think uh, just getting the ball, switching sides of the court three, four times, and just everybody touching it. And then, you know, once they get in rotation, I mean, that's a team that gets in rotation a lot. So you, we just kind of have to get them in rotation one time and then just keep the ball moving in playoff. But we just can't let it stick. Marcus, um, in Nebraska, you kind of mentioned rotation. Like, they were really aggressive on maybe guys that were attacking the basket. You found Ty and Dane, I think, a lot, you know, maybe rolling from the short corner. Just Was that something you started looking for more just as that game progressed? Yeah, we knew coming into it that's kind of how they would guard. They were really loaded up. Like, if we had the ball on the wing, the, the help side was on the ball side block. So they're just super loaded up. So it's kind of if you beat your man, the next guy's right there. So we know that we're probably not getting to the rim, and there's guys that are going to be open, so you just got to make the right play. Coleman, what was behind? You guys came out really strong in the second half. Uh, what was behind that initial surge there? 
I think just finally getting a feel of what what they were doing. Um, I think I think sometimes we just overcomplicate things um, when it could be like more simple, um, and it could be as as little as you know, like Marcus said, like getting it to a, a third side or something like that. But no, I think I think um, once we started to like understand where we were able to get the ball in and and, and attack certain points. Um, we were we were able to pick it apart, and then uh, w once they went in that zone as well, we were able to, you know, crash the glass, um, hit open shots, and and that kind of what that's kind of what started up. So, tied back-to-back games where Dane makes a big impact off the bench and leaves a mark on the game. What have you seen from him in the last couple of games and just the last couple of weeks? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've seen is just him staying locked in, um, even when he's not playing, just being that positive guy on the bench and, um, you know, just working hard in practice. Um, I mean, everybody knows his time is going to come. And um, the last two games when his number has been called, he's, he's showed up um, and he's gave us a great boost. So um, I think big ups to him just for just keeping his head up and just <coughs> continuing to work and um, knowing his time's coming. Coleman, I mean, it's still early February, but just – with this win, you guys tied for second in the Big Ten, protected home court. You know, um, just big picture. Like, how important was getting this one in overtime? Uh, this is uh, this is very important because you know we're one game out. Uh, you know, we got people who are in in, in first place. They got to come play us uh, at home. So uh, we're in control of our destiny, uh, and it's like we talk about it's one game at a time. Uh, we can only control uh, what we can control. Uh, so to go out and win tonight is very big because it's just one step closer to what we're trying to accomplish. Marcus, talk about the last possession of uh, regulation there. What were you? What was going through your mind, and what were you trying to get accomplished there? I mean, once they scored, I had the ball. I looked up and I saw about seven, eight on the clock, and I had an empty side. You know, no one was in that corner, and it was kind of transition to so their defense wasn't really set up. So I knew that there was no help side really to my right. So I tried to, I think I did a hang, hang stutter to get to my right. And then as the defense kind of collapsed, I, I knew I could draw a foul if I just kind of showed them the ball a little bit. So I showed the ball a little bit. They reached in and went up for the shot. And I just gave myself an opportunity at the line. Marcus, I feel like we talk about your turnaround a lot, like the jumper. But what's the art behind doing that successfully? Like they, they look like hard shots and, and you make them more times than not. Like what, what's the art to do that? And like, how do you practice that I, I mean it's stuff I work on every day you know I kind of have a set routine I do every day with some of that stuff sprinkled in so it's stuff I do every day and once I got really comfortable with it you know it's kind of like when I shoot it in a game I feel like it's wide open and then when I watch the film it's like wow that was kind of contested so it's like once you get comfortable I don't really see the contest much anymore so it's just just I kind of got that feel from putting in the work Coleman, on your matchup with Mass, did you kind of feel defensively that if I make him put it on the floor, I win? You know, and if I run him off the, the three-point line, yeah. I, I, I win that matchup? I think just pressuring the ball not letting him be comfortable. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of the fives in this league just stand in the paint and, and let you do what you do because they can't really defend out there. So I thought, you know, just crawl up in him, pressure him, uh, not make him comfortable. You know, he's Six nine, uh, kind of slow footed. Just pressure him a little bit, um, and no, I mean, later in the game we went to our late switch plan, uh, which I thought was very good for us. Uh, I think we could have went to it a little bit earlier because you know those pick and pop threes. It's hard to, for anyone to get back to that long closeout after stopping the ball, 
and then uh, trying to get back to the shooter. But no, it's definitely just trying to run him off the line, make him deck it, and then not make him comfortable facilitating. No big game celebration is complete without a game of squares. Circus Sports now offers Circus Squares bets. Everyone who's played squares knows the pain of pulling terrible numbers. With Circus Squares, instead of randomly pulling numbers, choose your square and choose which numbers you get. With a minimum bet of $1 and a maximum payout of $100,000, it's easier than ever. Download the Circus Sports app and place your Circus Squares bets anywhere in Illinois. For more information, visit CircusSports.com. Illini fans, taste what's special about Jets Pizza by ordering any of their specialty pizzas for $5 off. That's right, save $5 on all specialty pizzas like the barbecue chicken pizza, chicken grill to perfection, premium mozzarella cheese, bacon, red onion, and BBQ sauce. All piled onto Jets' amazing crust made from dough they make fresh every Day. There's also their super special all meaty chicken bacon ranch and more, all $5 off. Make your day special and order a Jet specialty pizza for $5 off. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple. We bet you're doing most of these things already. With Rewards Cashback Checking, you have access to Reward Saver, which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20000 Reward yourself with free Rewards Cashback Checking and Reward Saver, a few of the many ways Fisher National Bank invests in our customers. See monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com. Fisher National Bank, exceptional communities, exceptional people. Member FDIC. When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda, BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, S-E-R-R-A, Champagne.com. Illini fans, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium for the 2024 Fighting Illini football season. Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now. And Illini fans who renew their season tickets by February 1st are eligible to win amazing prizes, memorabilia, and experiences. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th against Michigan. Visit FightingIllini.com for more information. Get the roof your home deserves by Roof Doctors, your residential roofing specialist that has always offered the best warranties in the industry, like our non-prorated 50-year warranty. Our customers love that we are family-owned and locally operated. We make our customer needs our top priority. With over 30 years' experience and the best customer service, give Roof Doctors a call today for your free estimate at 328-7529. In your community and for your community, Roof Doctors. Hey, as you file your tax return, Busey wants you to be aware of identity thieves and identity theft. And make sure there's a few steps that you take 
to secure them. How about lock away your secure documents? Secure that tax return. Mail it at a post office or official mailbox instead of your home. Monitor your mail. If your employer mailed you a W-2 or other documents with financial information, make sure it gets to you. And avoid the scammers' schemes. The IRS will never contact you by email, text, or social media. If they need your information, they contact you by mail. Remember that. So if you get an email, a text, or some social media from the IRS, it is not them. Make sure you know that. Remember, the best way to protect yourself from fraud is to be proactive. Busey wants you to be informed of any security issues, scams, or alerts that may compromise your personal or financial information. Visit the Money Matter blog on Busey.com or call 1-800-67-BUSEY today. Busey, member FDIC. It's The Drive with Stan Piper, Lante, Kyle Tosk. You've got us most of the week. Who's the part-timer now there, Kyle, on Friday? Chance to go Should home. we really play that game? <laughs> Guess no, who's going to be winning is... February? Well, That's we, true. You and I will be tied. No, because, well, oh. yeah, no, Thursday was the, no. Was Thursday it? was the 31st. Was it? First? No, it was the first. Dang it. Okay, so you and I will probably finish the month tied. Will we? Well, probably not, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a challenge? (laughs) In the battle to see who works the most radio shows, Kyle and Derek have a wide lead. Well, Pipes is going to be way behind in February. I get to make up ground on Pipes this week. So, I don't know. He's definitely taking this week off. Was going to play it by ear for going going forward. I don't know what fur. Fur is on an animal, right? Not... Yes. To be used as four when speaking the English grammar or English language. Uh, but hopefully Pipes back next week, maybe, because I'll be wanting to hear what he has to say yeah. about this Illinois. And, of course, the Illini will face Michigan State next Saturday. They're off until then. Then, excuse me, last night a big victory over Nebraska. The Illini improve to 17-5 and overall, 8-3 and in the Big Ten. They're a game and a half back. Of the Boilermakers, the Cornhuskers fall to six and six, four games back. They're sixteen and seven overall. They're a team that is one, fourteen and one. Excuse me, at home, one and six on the road. So Big not Ten good. at six and zero oh, and six. Who? Yeah, that's right. Who's the only Big Ten team that has not won a game on the road this year, Kyle? It's them. No, other but, than Nebraska. Other than Nebraska. Oh, no, and the whole season. Nebraska they did win one and six on the road. They did yeah. beat Kansas State. Oh yeah, the only team to not it's win a game on the road. Pretty sad that you knew the that they beat Kansas State on the road. That's. Uh, do you study like your actual <laughs> studies? Like, do you? No, I just scan college basketball schedules. That's all you do, isn't it? Pretty I, much. It was funny when I was your age. I used to watch Sports Center. And they would replay it, like show it for an hour. I think they still do. And I would watch like three straight sports centers. I could tell you who the backup goalie was for the Ottawa Senators. Back then, now now I, I don't. I just, <laughs> I just don't take the time. I probably have the time. I just don't take the time. So the only winless Big Ten team on the road, you and I just talked about them. 
Is it Michigan? Ohio State. Ohio State. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Because they are my team in my fantasy league. And somehow I'm 8-1 and one, despite how bad Ohio State is. They do have two home games this week. So th- that, that will carry over, that 0-6 on the road. Believe it or not, Michigan's two and four on the road. Indiana's one and four, Nebraska one and six, and Michigan State one and four on the road this year. Illinois mentioned three and three away from home, twelve and two at home. So there you go. That's what you've got there. So you got a Spartans team that is twelve and two at home waiting for Illinois next Saturday. But the Illini get it done against Nebraska. Now they've got a week off of preparation. We probably won't hear from Brad again until Friday, but we did hear from him last night after this game and after this victory. Here's Brad Underwood. Brad, you're up 10. Uh, I think it was Terrence said a three. You called timeout with about three and a half minutes to go. Was that to set your defense? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was more to we, – we just made a little subtle change. We have a crazy name for it, um, that, that it's, a, it's a downhill switch that we want to get to. We knew what was coming. We knew it was Casey and, and, and Rank in it. Um, and we were going to be okay with twos. We just couldn't give them threes. And uh, they have two or three different options off that. Um, and they just hit a three. So I, I didn't want to see that again. So I, I, I called the time out there. And obviously, um, probably not a not not a great decision considering it changed maybe maybe changed a little momentum there but um, I I still would make the same call over and over again. Brett, what concerned you about the end of regulation to to allow that lead to dissipate and would you, would you feel how did the team respond? Out of free it? throws. I, I thought it was great. I mean, it's it you don't want to you want to score there, but we had the ball in Marcus's hands most of the time. I thought we. Uh, we got good looks. Justin had a good look. I thought we Justin had a pull up. It's the same thing we'd been doing every almost every possession, and 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 got really good looks. But uh, obviously the the side out was was not something we want. We didn't execute it. We didn't screen. Then we got to clean that up. Brad, you mentioned three point shooting, and you have to trust my math here. But um, you're shooting plus forty percent on the road from three, thirty percent ish from three at home, with maybe fifty more shots from three at home. Any idea why why there's a, such a uh, split between home and road and plus shooting no idea better question for them it's line still 19-9 i don't know uh case tomanaga's 31 points uh most that you guys have allowed to a single player since last season march to uh hunter dickinson um you talked a little bit about it but what is what is he able to do that other guys really can't we don't have enough time for all those answers um i you see his release you see where he shoots it from. He's he's one of the headiest and smartest players in college basketball. Um, I, I, he had an elite, elite defender guarding him most of the night in Terrence Shannon and still got him off. Then when you pair him, it's not just him, but when you pair him with rank, and and the thing with, with, with Casey is he gets as many twos as he does threes, and uh, he's very efficient finisher. But um, they can space the floor and, and cause problems. And, and tonight, uh, those shots went down, and we were fortunate to withstand it. Brad, with, with Mass not being a typical five-man that Coleman usually has to guard in this league, did you feel like he did a good job of making him at least put it on the floor? And, and if he did that, did you feel like that was a win for you guys? Absolutely. Our whole goal was force him to drive, make him a driver, make him a driver. He's coming off a 
again, this team's playing great. I mean, they just beat Wisconsin, and he just had 34 against Ohio State and made six threes. That's a problem when you're in a, in a ball screen with a guy like Casey or in a handoff situation. And Wilcher's been the one that's been torching everybody. So this is a – this is a really this is you guys this is a really good basketball team. This is an NCAA tournament team that can go and, and win a lot of games. And and uh, forcing him to dribble was great. I thought Coleman did a great job in the low post. He made one or two, but he took twenty one shots. Eight for twenty one, that's I'll take that most days. Has Ty just maybe settled into a place where he's just comfortable with who he is and what he's doing on the basketball court? Absolutely. And it, you know, everybody's gonna play five men on him, so you know, it's it's to our advantage. Uh, there's not anybody that he hasn't. You know, he was sick in the Purdue game, so I'll give Zach his credit. You know, he didn't play great in that game, but I, 14 rebounds. He was the difference. Um, you know, he's he's a, he can play as a screener. Uh, he's really good in the pocket. He made a couple great great decisions in the pocket. He's athletic, so he did a great job of cutting. Um, you know, and and um, you know he's he's making free throws. So. Um, he's he's a really, really good college basketball player. Brad, you said typical Big Ten. Um, what's the key to getting some of these wins like this, Indiana? And what does that say about your team that even if it's not the prettiest? Yeah, I, I pretty. I mean, look at me. I'm ugly. I mean, I, I don't care if they're pretty or ugly or what what they are. I do, you just want to win. It, it, it doesn't matter how you do it. Tonight's a night we didn't shoot the ball very well and won. And those are those are hard. That's what we've tried to build this entire program on: is the ability to win and find a way to win when you don't make shots. Northwestern, we made shots. Boy, it was pretty and it was great. Uh, at Northwestern, we made shots and got beat. Um, you know, and 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 you've got to have some toughness. You've got to have some grit. Uh, players that aren't afraid of the moment. Um, you know, and I'll put the ball in Marcus DeMoss' hand with the game on the line. Um, you know, all the time. I'll put the ball in Coleman's hands with the game on the line every time. Those guys are veterans. And so I, I thought we made some some tough plays and got some tough rebounds. Yeah, along those lines, Brad, what are you learning about your guys with another one of these close games? That, like how they're settling into their roles, I guess, in this down the stretch of those games? Yeah, I mean, most games played are going to be two possessions in this league. I mean, the coaches are great, the players are great, the atmosphere is great, and you know you can't be afraid to, of, of those moments. And and I like where our guys are at. I you know it's you know it, it's been Justin at times. It's been you know it's been somebody else at time at different times that have made plays, and and that's what you want. And you know when you get in postseason play, it's in the NCAA tournament. It's it's a lot of times a one or two possession game, and. Um, you know, to get where we want to go, these are great learning experiences for us. I guess, you know, the way you're playing offensively doesn't always have to maybe lend itself to a bunch of assists, but, I mean, 18 on 29 makes today. What would you like me about that side of the offense? Yeah, that's what they give you. Um, I think 44% of the shots that they give up are threes. And um, so I, I'm you're going to have those. We knew there's very early double help coming. Um, just think about if we make some threes. Just think about if we may. we didn't, but just think about. I mean, so it's 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 unselfish. You have to double Marcus. You have to double Ty, or they're going to score. And um, you know, it's 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 very effective. It doesn't always look the prettiest, but it's. Um, uh, I think it's got us fourth as game tipped in offensive efficiency. So it's been pretty good. Brett, I have to ask. We just haven't seen you get a technical in a while. What kind of happened there? Nothing. 
<laughs> Had to be asked. That was Joey Wagner, I believe, asking uh, about it. And uh, according to Brad, nothing. nothing. Nothing happened. He just somehow was teed up. Maybe a bad look. He looked at the official wrong. I Well, we talked about it in the first hour, in case you missed it. It's from all indications that people that were sitting there in media row right behind the scores table said that the official actually cursed at Brad Underwood and then Underwood went nuts and got the technical. And I'm, I'm with you, Kyle. I, I thought he might get two here the way he's going at it. And hope, you know, you had uh, Luke Goody pushing him back. You had Tyler Underwood pushing him back. You had a lot of guys saying, get out of our way. So, uh, pushing him back on that, which made a difference. The thing I was going to touch on, what was, the, what was I going to touch on with regards to Brad? What did I make a comment of? And say, Oh, the three-point line. He said that it's still 19-9, and I'm like, whoa, 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 that's not the case. 19-9 was when the line intersected with the top of the key. Yeah. Now it's back about two more foot, at least three, because now the line in college is 22 foot, one and three-quarter inch. So, not 19-9. It's kind of funny that Brad said that. I wonder if he's to this day, thinks it's still 19-9. He's probably like, oh, wait, maybe we don't need to defend it so much. <laughs> like, he was thinking it was just a 19-9 shot. What's the NBA? Is it like 24? Like, how – are the courts bigger? Like, how do, they, how do they do these lines down on the baseline? You know, it's like – Wait a minute. I, how are they able to do this? But I, the, the court should be the same unless something happens. 23-9 in the 23, NBA. 23-9. Okay. So that's about as far back as you can get. Like, I can't imagine there'd be more room on the court for these guys to put their feet without stepping out of bounds. Yeah, the, the uh, corners are 22 in the NBA. Oh, so that's how they do it. Okay. Yep. Okay, I did not realize that. That's but why college coaches love drawing up plays to get corner threes, uh-huh. man. Uh-huh. I did not know that. Look at that. We learned something today. Thank you, Kyle. So the corners in the NBA, the three-point line is shorter than it is everywhere else around the perimeter. Uh, the wing, top of the key, et cetera. College seems to be 22, one and three-quarter the entire way, I think. I don't think they shrink I think on, the, so. on the corners. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, take, you take a guy that's got like, look, in the NBA, these guys sometimes have like size 18 feet. And then you're trying to kind of sneak in, not stepping out of bounds down on the baseline. And it's like, how are we doing this? So, yeah, so somebody needs to update Brad, and I'm sure he's already been updated, on, uh, on the three-point line not being 19-9 anymore. I believe, is high school still 19-9? Why don't I know that? I go to a game every other day, including tonight. I, don't, I think it is. I think it inter- intersects still with the top of the keys. So I believe high school still is 19-9. Although the games I watch, these kids go out yep, about 19-9. Okay, behind. So there you go. You got high school, college, and the NBA, all different uh, measurements when it comes to uh, the three-point line. All right, that was Brad Underwood. Big win over Nebraska for the Fighting Illini. That was, uh, that was huge. Why don't we take a look at what's ahead in the Big Ten, now that we know Illinois is a game and a half out, is there a chance that Purdue or Wisconsin could lose this week? When we come back, we'll touch base on that and let you know. It is The Drive. 
PDR Automotive has now been serving the Champaign-Urbana area for over 50 years. To give you some perspective, 50 years ago ended the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War, and it was when Secretariat won the Triple Crown. So what does that mean for you and your vehicle? Whether you need a carburetor overhauled or your new vehicle computer system diagnosed or programmed, PDR Automotive has the experienced, knowledgeable staff that can handle all your automotive needs. Online at PDRauto.com, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. Are you tired of getting the short end of the stick and always being stuck with cold water for your showers? Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing is here to help. With current tax incentives and rebates, you can save up to $900 on a high-efficiency tankless water heater, unlimited hot water, and saving on your energy bills. It seems like the best gift you could give your home. With the current promotion of 0% financing for qualified applicants, you can't afford not to call. 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Your home's best for a tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. My name is Rosa Drucker. I am the program manager with Dispute Resolution Institute Incorporated. Mediation can help neighbors, coworkers, family members, clubs or churches who are going through a dispute or conflict. Dispute Resolution Institute is a nonprofit organization which offers free conflict resolution services for residents of Champaign County. A mediator is a neutral third person who would meet with both sides in a case, give both sides the opportunity to share their perspective, talk about their goals, and communicate, hopefully, to work towards a possible solution for their conflict. Mediation services are free and 100% confidential. To contact Dispute Resolution Institute, call 618-549-1200 or email case at dri-inc.org. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out? all different shades of black and ready to put a little color in your life, come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those wraps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you. This is a familiar a sound in Illinois. Cold snap, grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm. The snow will come, but you need to go to work, to school, to the store, to care for family. When the weather's rough, you need a vehicle that's tough. Sarah of Champaign wants to put you in an Outback, Forester, Crosstrek, or Ascent. There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going, no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. 
Route 45 in Savoy, or online at sarahsubaruchampagne.com. Make a difference in your community. Become an iRead iCount volunteer this spring. Application deadline is February 9th, and the program runs from March 19th through April 26th. A few hours can change a child's trajectory. Approved volunteers sign up online for school day and time preferences. On-site training is available for employer groups. It's one hour a week for seven weeks, seven hours total. This rewarding experience positively impacts a child's future. Volunteers work with struggling kindergarten and first grade students in the Champaign-Urbana area on literacy and math skills. Reading and math are fundamental workforce skills and workforce development is critical to economic development and fights poverty and violence. Volunteer now for one hour a week for seven weeks total. For details on how to step up for the I Read I Count program, connect with Cheryl. Visit the Champaign County Chamber of Commerce at champaigncounty.org. The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5. The Drive with Tay and Piper. I am Lante. Kyle Tosk is here. I see the 49ers are mad with their Super Bowl practice feel. I heard that. What, what's that story about? Uh, that they're mad at their field. No, I'm kidding. It sounds like maybe it was uh, they were displeased uh, with the practice, practice facility at UNLV. Uh it's met widespread disapproval from various members of the organization. The NFL put in a sod field on top of field turf and started laying it just last week. It's so, too soft, according to them. The field's sense. too soft. Well, you don't want to get hurt, that's for sure. So I'm sure maybe they think, okay, how are we supposed to do this <laughs> if uh, if we're unsure about it? Um, I, I forgot last year that was a storyline at the home of the – Arizona Cardinals, that's State Farms Stadium as well, uh, that the the turf was um, bad. Do you remember that? They were having pra- they yeah, were having issues I do. to I find think I do. Yeah, to find their footing throughout the game, the Chiefs and Eagles. And that's weird because during the regular season they don't have that issue in Arizona. I've never noticed it. But uh, it became an issue last year, so I'm not sure why that is, but San Francisco is not happy, so take the Chiefs. To win the game. Did they have some event on the field? I don't know. Leading up to the Super Bowl, a concert or something? That I don't know. I I don't know what happened. So uh, we'll just, we'll play it by ear. Maybe maybe they'll move San Francisco to another location somewhere. Can they go go to like a big high school and just practice on turf? I mean, hell, there's turf. Unity here has got a turf on their football field. So I don't know why they wouldn't have that in Las Vegas. I see it says that. Since the Chiefs are technically the home team in the Super Bowl, which is, is that just switch off between AFC I and NFC? I don't know. That's a great question. They get to practice at the Raiders practice facility, which is just newly built like a year ago. Wow. San Francisco, While here's UNLV. They don't <laughs> even have a UNLV football team. On this squishy field. So what do you know? The Chiefs get the <laughs> $75 million brand new facility to practice <laughs> on. I mean, just. Does UNLV. Of course. I got two questions for you to Google. Does UNLV have a football program? 
I would assume they do. And then yes, okay, they do. Number two is how do they pick the home and away team in a Super Bowl? I bet it just switches every year. That's what I would imagine. Like next year will be the. I mean, does it really matter if you're home or away? Like baseball, yeah. The matters, home team right? alternates between conferences each year. Okay. Pretty much the only advantage to that is you get to choose the uniforms. Oh, that you well, wear. there you go. Well, maybe that's. And I big. guess you get the better practice facility if there's <laughs> right, only right. one. So. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. So I guess now we know why uh, there's an advantage to that. All right, Wisconsin and Purdue. You are chasing Purdue. You are tied with Wisconsin. Who do they have this week as we go down the Big Ten? Wisconsin plays on Wednesday. They're at Michigan. Not expecting a lot out of Michigan there. No. They'll lead at half, Kyle. They probably will. And then they'll lose to Wisconsin. They'll lose the second half by 28. Right. Uh, Wisconsin then Saturday is at Rutgers. Rutgers is horrible. I know. Oh my goodness. I, I don't. I don't see Wisconsin having an issue this week, even with two road games at Michigan and at Rutgers. Purdue, they don't play again until, if I'm right here, next Saturday. Just like Illinois. That's right. And they host Indiana. I don't foresee an issue there either. No. I thought Indiana was going to make that game in Bloomington a game, and Purdue went and led by 22 yeah. at half. So yeah. I don't think it's going to go differently at Mackey unless Indiana <laughs> just finds something. I, I think you're correct. So I think Illinois, uh, with the, of course, game at Michigan State, will need to win that game to keep pace with Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going to go back a half game ahead of you. After they beat Michigan, it sounds like. And then uh, Illinois, of course, playing Saturday, as does Wisconsin. Wisconsin on the road at Rutgers. And then Illinois at Michigan State. The Illinois-Michigan State game is an afternoon game, right? Is that like a... One o'clock. One yeah. o'clock on CBS. Bill Raftery on the call for that one? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Who joins him? Who did the game yesterday with him? Is that Ian? Was that Ian Eagle? Ian Eagle, I mean. I think that is right. I think that is. So... Uh, that'll be that'll be an interesting game at East Lansing. It's never easy to play no. at East Lansing. We know that. So will be interesting too. Terrence Shannon going on the road in mm-hmm. that. I feel like, in my opinion, that's going to be the toughest environment he'll see the rest of the year. I know Iowa will probably be up there, given oh, the Illinois time. Iowa thing. But Michigan State, that's going to be tough. They might not. I'm guessing they'll sell well for Illinois Iowa, but. They might be out of everything by then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that game's the last game of the year. I think they'll be fixated on trying to sneak into the NIT at that point. You know, that's a good point to look at. I had never thought of that on, in terms of uh, – hold on, let me go to this. Give me the Illinois schedule again. I know you had it pulled up. You want just the road games or just all of it? Oh, yeah, Mike. Good call. Randall Cunningham was the QB at UNLV. I totally forgot about that. That's a kid you don't know. Randall was a hell of a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yes. Just the road games left? Yes. So you got Michigan State here this Saturday. So that'll be packed. Then a week from Saturday at Maryland. Uh, yeah. I think that'll still be yeah, a pretty I do too. They're still good environment there. Uh, and then at Penn State, the, the week following that, I don't that, think you well, have to that, worry about that environment doesn't matter there. when you play them. And then at Wisconsin on okay. March 2nd, yeah. and then you finish at Iowa. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, to finish it up here on the U of I Line Lake text line, Kevin said Dietrich finished tied for fourth, as we mentioned, cashed in $877,500. 
That's a nice little check. <laughs> Pretty good payday. Bill said Lon's bragging about working the shortest month. <laughs> hey, I used to take February off from uh, beer. I used to say, you know what? I'm not going to drink in February. Shortest. But, hey, there's an extra day this year with leap year, right? That's right. So give me some credit here, Bill. I'm working hard this month for you guys. Yeah, right. Uh, 217, what's Ty's vertical jump? I have no idea. Uh, thought I heard it was got to lead the, the team though. <laughs> uh, he's, he jumps high. Um, big Def wanted to say congrats to the big victory for Derek Piper and his growing family. Haley earned the victory. Yes. Uh, but Derek, of course, is uh, basking in the glow of the Haley victory, having their daughter, Nellie. And then uh, Mike, of course, mentioned that Randall Cunningham. All right, Kyle, good stuff, buddy. We tackled this Illinois win at Nebraska. I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. <laughs> it's Super Bowl week. Baseball's not. I do got to talk here. some Super Bowl. I'm kind of. I mean, I, I, the matchup based on what we could have gotten from that conference championship weekend is probably the worst matchup just from like a fan perspective. I still think it'll be a good game I though. These too. are two of the best teams in the league. Totally agree. I, I Should agree. be fun to talk about that. Should be a fun Super Bowl. There's no doubt about that. That's next uh, Sunday, right? Yeah. And then the Sunday after, I believe, will be Daytona. So let's get get your engines racing. Let's go. All right, I'm off for another uh, high school basketball game. Three more this week. Good luck. Tonight. So uh, I will uh, talk to everybody tomorrow. We'll let it roll. We'll chat then. It is The Drive. DVJ Broadcasting is looking for organizations that regularly distribute information regarding employment opportunities to job applicants or have job applicants to refer. If your organization would like to receive notification of job vacancies at our stations, please notify Human Relations at 101 East Washington in Philo, Illinois, 61864, or email hr at sjbroadcasting.com.